Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. I've offered Lucas to start a new life with us here in our hometown of Newcastle. Emma. And I'm Jordan, my long dead son who died of a drug overdose. Only joking, I'm a serial killer. <laughs> Connor. <laughs> so what we got coming up this week, Emma? <laughs> This week we have your usual roundup, your hero of the week in Slappin' Ten. And we play What's Your Angle? It's inspired by Ruby's CCTV footage. But first, here's the jingle. You ain't my mother! Yes, I am! My boy, Shirley. me, Mr. Butcher. 57 was my nan. 57 was everyone else. One minute we'll be looking at each other. The next, rubbing each other's clothes off. Mother always said I could be a star. Hope, Hope you enjoyed, enjoyed the fireworks. fireworks. Good, Good night. night. So last week, we saw Ruby say to Martin that she was protecting the mother of his kids. Well, this week, she wants him to step up and call the police on the mother of his kids. And, uh, well, he does. Doesn't speak to her first. Doesn't think of the implications. Nothing. Doesn't get any proof as to what's happened with what I'm going to call Stairgate. <laughs> um, yeah, very interesting take because um, didn't Martin also say, we'll stay civil, Stace, for the kids' sake? Not very civil then. I didn't realise we were talking about a civil dispute. I didn't know we were going to civil court, Martin. Like, what do you mean? You'll stay civil, but then the next week you're phoning the police on her. Honestly, I swear to God, I'm going to rip him in you one this week. There's no place he can hide. Him and Ruby better run for the hills, because I'm coming for them. Like a tidal wave of fire and brimstone. I am coming for them, Emma. This all started, all because, right? Um, Like, all because Ruby had a flipping weird, weird afternoon with Hope, just randomly could go up and pick Hope up, by the way, which remember, is impossible. Remember, Callum couldn't go yeah. and pick Lexi up, but Ruby can just head over and Ruby's pick Hope Ruby's fine. Yeah. She's married to Martin. I think you'll find that doesn't matter. Martin's not down as her primary caregiver. He's not down as her guardian and parent to, you know, to look after her. He just wants to have his phone number on the school records, which, and I can corroborate this because... My mum and um, one of her partners, they they were in a similar situation where she was the primary caregiver. She was the one who would be contacted, would have to pick up one of my siblings if they were in trouble or if they were ill. The, uh, his dad, although he could be contacted about things to do with uh, my brother, he did not get the right to just go up and pick him up without any sort of like message from my mum, anything like that. Martin has no authority. Just like Jackie Weaver had no authority. <laughs> Martin has no authority. He Stacey should read the standing primary... orders. He should read the standing <laughs> orders, read them and understand them. Honestly, I was just like, Martin, you don't have the authority to just be like, well, Ruby can go pick her, pick her up because she's my wife. Well, well, that's a bit yeah. of it's got me. Like, so? He knows their relationship, Stacy and Ruby's, and he thinks that it's Stacy's going to be okay with Ruby going and picking up her child. Remember what happened to Arthur? I know he yeah. doesn't know because Kush, for some reason, just won't tell him. 
I mean, it's repulsive though as well because Martin's like, well, Stacey's not answering her phone. But why don't you go to Jean? Uh-huh. Why don't you walk across the road, Martin? Walk across that road. Go see Jean. Go see Kat. Go see anyone in that household who has the right to go and pick up that child. And then, then tell them rather than tell your wife who also is like currently accusing the mother of that child of one of the most heinous things ever. I'm just sorry. It's just crazy. This idea that she could just waltz into the school and be like, hi, I'm Ruby Allen. And then, I'll have hope now. Then doesn't even take hope to Jean. Oh, no. no they no. have a, lo- a lovely <laughs> evening talking talking about how she had a horse. When? Um, when did she have a horse? <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that as well. Yeah, I was like, when? She was like, yeah, I called him Stinker. I called him Stinker. I was just like, Jesus. Even Hope looked bored of that conversation. And she's like three. <laughs> oh, God knows how old they are because they just aged them up and changed their age. Honestly, when they said when they said Hope's been quiet and she hadn't been on screen for a while, I thought, is she going to come through them doors as a 14-year-old girl? Because I wasn't certain. <laughs> and then suddenly, because Stacey's there with Hope, her daughter, she gets angry and is like, how dare she kick my stepdaughter? Martin, call the police. <laughs> a crime has taken place, officer. A crime has taken place. My daughter, who isn't my daughter, has been taken by her real mother. It's just terrible. And also the cheek of Martin phoning the police where we know what he was up to the other year. Death hey, collecting. Trying to shoot Keanu. Murder. <laughs> Just a couple of things, but no. Stacy not even pushing Ruby down the stairs. Crying. You, it's not it's not right. What you've done is sinister. It's wrong. You of all people, like Emma said, were off flipping to the crime spree. It was like a one man crime spree. You know, they killed a man and hit and run. Yes. You remember that? Sonia had to pay the man off. We don't like, forget everyone else has forgotten about yes, that, but not us. We don't. We've got the notes still. <laughs> We've got the nightmares of Dark Martin. They plague <laughs> us every night. <laughs> Some nights I'm lying there, and I just can't breathe. I suddenly wake up and I think, oh, that really did happen. <laughs> like, honestly, God, Martin. What grounds do you have to be so self-righteous? I feel like, you know, when Lucas was like, don't you judge me. I feel like that's what Stacia said to Martin. Don't you judge me, Martin. <laughs> you were off killing people and robbing them. Like, you know what? So much for protecting his family as well. Because protecting his family to him is sending Stacy to prison. Uh, what about the kids? Yeah, protecting her. Protecting all of them, really. They're, you know, Hope, Lily, uh, Arthur, they're all safe now. They'll Nobody be safe knows. on the streets without a mother. Poor Arthur. Cushes off to prison. Now they're sending Stacey. Yeah, no, it's just like, I just love his self-righteousness at the minute. I'm like, listen, you might be wearing a suit and being in a job paid for by your, like, like pimp or whatever Ruby is. Like, you may be in that kind of cushy situation, Martin, but let's get this straight. You were a criminal only a year ago. <laughs> Not just a little bit of a criminal, a total criminal. <laughs> a total criminal <laughs> <laughs> oh and also like i'm not being funny but the whole thing when martin goes i did it stace i called them and i'm just like oh god i roll 
Martin, <laughs> on what grounds? The word of your deranged current girlfriend. I don't get yeah. her. He hasn't seen any proof. He hasn't sat and spoken to Stacey. And he hasn't thought about any implications of, of this. But he's like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Three other people have told Martin that Ruby can't be trusted. Two of them are his closest friends and confidants. The other one, complete stranger and has no no connection to the Fowler, like Ruby Allen, love triangle thing going on. No connection to them. Those three people, Kush, Stacey and Ikra, have told Martin that Ruby is a liar and, you know, wicked and just, you know, sinister, manipulative things. Martin, on the other hand, still believes Ruby. I mean, Jesus, has this man had a lobotomy? He is not thinking straight. It must have been that robbery that, you know, his, his loving wife over there, you know, ordered and then got him bashed in the head for. for. Must have been that. That must oh, have triggered. Yes. yes. I love how he's he's not really caring about that, even though Icarus told him that story. He's just like, nah. Yeah, I love that it makes more sense to him that it's Jags who has no reason <laughs> to burgle, works and everything. He's got his own job, Jags. Like, he, why would he burgle, like, Ruby's? Even though he knows that Ruby had no money then and the insurance scam sounds like something he should definitely do. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I do love it because even when you think about it, like, she was still going, yeah, I was dead poor. Clearly she wasn't Martin. He's been on holiday. And also... She's clearly lying about that. The irony, right? She gets Stacey beaten up outside the club. Nothing happens. Stacy doesn't, even though Stacy thinks it was Ruby, because she's got no evidence, mm-hmm. doesn't go and take that further. Ruby, no evidence, gets Stacy arrested. Can I just say, where's Cushion all of this as well? Because he needs a good slap him down again. <laughs> because he's sat on his flipping behind, you know, doing absolutely nothing. He's just having the best life he's ever had, sleeping with uh, Whitney. Meanwhile, he could go to the police and tell them, oh, actually, Ruby is a little bit crazy. She paid me to steal my child. Yeah, no no one's being, like, asked for any evidence. They're just going off what we'll talk about later, that CCTV footage. Hey, and yeah. <laughs> what the I word don't... of a of a criminal. The word <laughs> of a criminal and CCTV footage. What I don't get is, Kush, who's, like, ready to go to prison, is currently living, like, his best life. <laughs> He hasn't even seen Arthur for days, maybe weeks. He's like, oh, I'm just sleeping with Whitney now. That's my story. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Like, surely he could go and help Stacey out, like, after throwing her under a bus yeah. the other week. He, that was something. That, that was shocking, that. When he was like, do this together. <laughs> Stick together. We wasn't my this. idea, wasn't my idea. Safety, safety in numbers. Wasn't me. Wasn't me, everyone. I'm innocent. It was her. with Stacey all along. Great to see that you kept that, you know, camaraderie there. Gosh. They so, wouldn't have cat slung him to the curb. No. Like, she did a good job, take that. Can you imagine if he'd went down for that crime? I'm surprised he didn't throw them under the bus. It was cats. Cats planned all along. She was a cleaner. So, Stacey gets uh, picked up by the police. And, um... Well, she's let go because, I mean, we have no evidence. Mm. And uh, so she rightly tells Martin to keep his beak out because he only knows... He what... lost that as well. <laughs> he only knows what Ruby's telling him, which is true. He hasn't, he hasn't even looked at the CCTV or anything. And 
Surely you should, because he tells us. After Ruby's like, well, there is no evidence because there's no CCTV. And Martin's like, yes, there is. I fixed it. And she's like, why didn't you tell me? And he doesn't Have even get suspicious. He doesn't get suspicious at this point that Ruby is angry that he's fixed the CCTV footage. You know, something that can help with crimes. Doesn't get even an inkling. Not even an inkling that there's something up with Ruby and she's like, what do you mean you fixed the CCTV? That could prove that I'm not innocent. Like... <laughs> but, you know, when he's fixed it, he hasn't went uh, um, and checked through any CCTV hmm. footage. I'm sure he's going to find a lot of crimes Ruby's been up to lately. Oh, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, sorry... So both Ruby, Ruby and Ruby didn't know that the CCTV had been fixed, yet it's literally synced to her computer. And Martin, <laughs> Martin didn't know about what went on, despite clearly being in charge of the CCTV footage. <laughs> What's happening here? I mean, What's happened to Ruby's nightclub? Well, just, it's Joy just sat there going through the CCTV footage going, I'll have that one. I'll delete that. I'll keep that for the scrap. I have to say, I understand why Martin Fowler was asked to be head of security. He's really good I at mean, that job. Yes. No one can no one can do that job better than him. He can look after that place like no other. He's got eyes everywhere, Emma. He's got millions of CCTV cameras. He's got a flipping a high-tech you know, security firm working on it. Oh, wait. It randomly just puts videos onto Ruby's um, computer. And that's all. That's all. There's no duplicate copies. And guess what, Emma? It's dead easy to just delete them all. It is. It's so easy. And it reminds me of that time I was talking about Redwater, where you can delete something, but it can still be in your deleted, you know. I do, I do love back. that. It can yeah. come back for you there, Ruby. There's not a trace of it. There's not a single trace of any other file. Like, they didn't think, mm, maybe there's uh, something else going on here and have a little look through. No, no, not a trace of it. Should delete it once, gone. Like, also, there's only one angle for that one particular video, yeah. but every other single video has two, two angles. Yeah. <laughs> that dummy camera is really good, you know. It's a very sophisticated dummy camera. Very the way she doesn't even go and check that. She's not like, I'll just go and double check <laughs> that, you know. <laughs> so we'll get on to that bit a bit later. And we're, okay. we're bound to start ranting a bit more and probably say a lot of that stuff again. So just yes. be prepared. Just bear with me. Bear we're, with me. We're in one of those moods. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a ranty but mood this week, Emma. Ranty mood. Stacey is um, very happy to find out that there's... CCTV and also is wondering why is Ruby so freaked out by that and mm. hang on is that your your phone ringing oh oh it is am I sorry oh. hello you've seen the CCTV footage at Ruby's and you're not impressed oh, oh? it's the Irish guy again Emma this time though he's actually not coming for us he's coming for Ruby um, oh I like yeah. him I like him yeah uh, he's, 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 oh, I've got another call. Sorry, Emma. Hello? I want those drugs to and I want them done now. I'm sorry, Caleb. Um, I've been busy. I've been, I'm trying to do this podcast right now when we're discussing, you know, the, the whole Ruby case. But even he says it's garbage, Emma. Even he <laughs> says it's garbage. He says no one uses dummy cameras anymore. <laughs> I'll give you 24 hours. It's always 24 with him. Always. Always. I'll, do it in, I'll do it in three days, babe. It's <laughs> a sweetheart, sweetheart. He's forgetting you've got your bike. Exactly. It takes us a while. It takes us a while. <laughs> so 
They head home and, well, Ruby would like a hot chocolate, wouldn't she? But not made at home. No, she wants them to head over to Cappy's. I think it's really interesting that Martin doesn't pick up on the fact that right before he's asked to go get this hot chocolate, Ruby's adamant to go back to work <laughs> to go meet the police before they get there to analyse the CCTV footage. She needs to be there when they're looking at it. It not It's got no, no suspicions at all, Emma. None whatsoever. None. And then when he goes away and gets a hot chocolate and comes back to an empty house, he thinks nothing of it. No, he doesn't even head over at the club. <laughs> No, I love how he's not concerned. He's like, she's always doing this. Last week, she ran off to Mallorca. Like, <laughs> you know, he kind of goes around as if she's like this really honest, trustworthy person. He's like, I can only trust her. She's the only one who tells the truth. Meanwhile, she clearly lied, Martin, when she said, go get me a hot chocolate. <laughs> she didn't want that hot chocolate. She wanted to go back to work to fiddle on with the CCTV footage. You know what I find really strange? So the police arrive. E, e, here they are. This woman. So she's so good at her job. Excellent she, at her job. She lets Ruby stay there to monitor the footage. She doesn't take it away at any point. Because why would you need to, like, investigate this further? She of takes course. her word for it. There's a dummy camera and only one works, even though every other piece of video on there has two angles. Yeah, I know. I love it as well when she goes, have you, I suppose you haven't seen this. And she turns to the computer and I'm like, of course she's seen it. She's just been on her computer looking at the CCTV cameras. <laughs> I know, the file's open, but that's no worry. She was yeah. just prepared. <laughs> we are going solely off this one piece of footage that apparently, apparently shows exactly what Ruby's been saying, which is Stacey turning round. It literally doesn't show anything. When that woman's like, so I saw there's two cameras and she's like, one's a dummy. Doesn't, as Emma said, <laughs> Doesn't go to check that. Doesn't go to corroborate that version of events. <laughs> also, doesn't check, like Emma's saying, by taking the entire computer into custody to analyse the footage, which they would. That is just what they do. When someone says, can I see CTV footage? The police don't come round and just go, they'll have a little look and, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Just <laughs> one little look. They have, like, a whole team analysing it. Second, uh, uh, for, like, one of my other points. I don't know what number I'm on now. Three. Other part is that, <laughs> is that what kind of CCTV footage creates little files of individual scenes? <laughs> None. <laughs> None. You don't do that unless she's like being, you know, doing a bit of movie maker magic and like snipping out her favourite bits. Like, I would love that. It's <laughs> like, sorry, that is not how security footage works. It's on like a... It, a, like a constant flow, isn't it? And you yeah. just have to go through it. Hence why they would have to take that computer in or whatever has got the the footage on it, like a hard drive or a server, whatever it was, you'd have to take that in and analyse it. But there's this high-tech, Connor. They're in little clips for different specific moments. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like the camera knew. And the camera knew that Ruby... <laughs> was going to fall and then blame Stacey for pushing her. It's not it just, amazing. It switches on to that exact point and then when yeah. they're gone, it switches off. And that's what I love. Like, all of the clips in a, a fold, I just love it. The whole computer has two clips of everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like clearly, I'll go 
angle one, angle two, angle one, yeah. angle two. <laughs> My favourite bit was when Ruby looked at the footage, though, right? This is the best bit. I swear to God, in the history of EastEnders, right? <laughs> she looks at that footage and is shocked when it doesn't show that Stacey didn't push her down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like in a different league. I was like, sorry, why are you so shocked, Ruby, that that shows that Stacey didn't shove you? You know she didn't shove you. You're making this up. Like, how delusional are you? And I love like the high tech folder. The high tech security cameras with a folder angle one, angle two. <laughs> <laughs> angle two. Only has angle one here. It's amazing. It's the whole, yes. the whole, the whole. Of technologies, come on, so amazing, Emma. It's able to even psychically know exactly what scenes Ruby would need to frame Stacey. It's amazing. It cut itself. Yeah, it's something else, isn't it? That technology. We should be scared, Emma. That's technology that could take over the world. I would love it if she added like music behind yeah. it. <laughs> Animation. It's like a Stacey fan cam, but it was like <laughs> Stacey's blame cam. <laughs> the winner takes it all. It's just da, 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 da. <laughs> I'll never get over that bit. She opens the, the, the angle too. And it's like, oh, oh my God. It, it shows that she didn't push me down the stairs. Like, why are you so shocked? <laughs> you it just already... got me so much. You were already shocked earlier because the CCTV footage was there. And you it's... knew that was going to show she didn't push you. But as soon as you see it, you're like, no. And she it... didn't. And then, then, when she goes and takes, like, this footage to the police station, has Stacey in again. Stacey, like, obviously is telling her about, like, all the feud they've been having and stuff. And how Ruby's crazy and is obsessed with, like, busy getting her out of the way the woman not for a second not for a second remains impartial she's like <laughs> so in other words um you've had reason to hate ruby allen no didn't you just hear what she said <laughs> she said that ruby hates her because she kissed ruby's husband she's like you're his ex though yes and ruby is his current obsessive wife who would have reason and motive to want stacy out of the way since she is his ex and he has strong feelings for her. And also this police officer. I can't get over how adamant she is that that footage showed Stacey pushing her. E. It shows Stacey turning around at arm slightly, <laughs> like, moves towards Ruby. Yeah, so I, I love it. If she did touch her, which she doesn't, yeah, that wouldn't, that would just be a little, like, tap. Yeah, but it, it also wouldn't... wouldn't be, like... On purpose, like she yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can clearly see she's talking and turns around. Yeah, she says something goes like that. Like she doesn't keep turn around and go enjoy your flat, and then shuts her off of a flipping flyover. Did oh, she? You don't you ever do that to her again? <laughs> exactly. She doesn't do any of that. She just turns around. Like that is all that's happening. And that woman, like you say, maybe she needs to get her eyes tested because. <laughs> What she thinks she sees is certainly not what the rest of the world sees and shouldn't be what the CPS sees. Because to me, that is like not ever... Ruby clearly goes like that in the footage before <laughs> Stacey's even shoved her. She clearly like like judged, like 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like slips down a little. She kind of like descends a bit as if she's tripped. As if she's tripped, lady. That's what's just happened. You can see the way her ankle moves. That she's just... Yeah. She just went on her ankle and fell. I do love as well the fact that she's zoomed in. The, none of the, the other scene, by the way, none of that shows anything, Emma, apparently. Even though you can clearly see Ruby's ankle twisting as she slips, running up those stairs like a maniac. Like, clearly you see that, but no. We're going to cut that, going to crop that scene, <laughs> zoom in really, really close, so you just see Stacey's arm whirling round. I think you'll find that's tampering of evidence, love. <laughs> and I, I think you should go back to whatever police academy spawned you. And also, doesn't it show that Stacey's like, oh, leave it, Ruby, and she's walking out because she doesn't want yeah. confrontation while Ruby's stamping up those stairs, yes! coming after her, shouting at her. Oh, yes, it's all Stacey's fault. (laughs) She was scared, remember that? I mean, when I'm scared of something, I charge after it. Like, (laughs) sharks, yeah, I go straight diving headfirst into a great white's mouth to make sure, (laughs) to make sure it knows how scared I am. But you know what? That's the whole thing about the square. When people are scared of someone, like Denise, terrified of Lucas, wouldn't leave the house. Now she'll go knock on his front door and let herself in. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. Just like clearly, it shows you pushing her. Um, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and I would like to see. I would like to see the court where that footage of zoomed in and like flipping distorted angle goes goes down well. I, I think think you might be counting your eggs before uh, counting your chickens before they've hatched, love. And if it keeps going, they'll have some sort of music behind it, animations, <laughs> word yeah. art. We're going back in time. <laughs> Yeah, they'll be like, um, they'll have that like funky like word art style and stuff yeah. over it. They're, I just honestly, this whole thing where she was, it was a bit like the dodgy DI. What is with the um, the DIs in that that Wolfhard like police station? Shocking. They all think, they all think that anecdotal like claims and a tiny shred of evidence solves the case. She could solve every mystery in the world, honestly. She could solve every mystery. And then Jean, well, she speaks for E20 when she says she wants to take Ruby down, she wants to get one of her designer handbags and shove it down her throat, and she is disgusted with Martin because he knows Stacy. He's lived in their house. He's ate at their table, and he knows none of this is true. I was like, yes, Jean! Exactly. Exactly. Jean is completely speaking the truth. And can I just say how disgusted I am in Martin for allowing this to continue, even though Jean's health, I know he doesn't know that she's really struggling at the minute, but Jean's health in the past has been really bad and she's only recently recovered. Martin thinks, tell you what, let's just throw a dash of trauma in there for Jean. What a disgusting scumbag. He also knows about his own wife yes because yeah. we, we've still got no no proof no confirmation there's still yeah, no true. confirmation that they're fully divorced um so stacy's mental health he's, he's not even put that into consideration exactly exactly it's literally insane what he's done do you know what though emma 
I think I'm going to thoroughly enjoy if Stace does go down and they have to look after all those kids because I can't wait. I can't wait to see Ruby pulling out her hair, losing her mind even further and blaming the kids for God knows what. You know, she'll be like, Lily tried to murder someone yesterday and, and hope she's a little arsonist. Like, I can't wait. Can't wait to see that happen because whenever there's a tiny bit of pressure on Ruby, she instantly diverts to someone else and starts accusing them of criminal activity. She's crazy. Lily is so going to play up. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I love Martin as well because he's like, well, you know, I'm just going to report my ex-wife and well, wife. We, we Like Emma said, we have no confirmation. I'm just going to report that her and damn the consequences. Duh. So Kim is back matchmaking the foxcatcher is on the prowl and unfortunately for us she's setting up Ash and Peter I don't know what a fox horn sounds like but I'm assuming it's that like (laughs) it sounds like when you know like you're announcing someone big's arriving like the queen Oh, stand! (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, I love that the Foxcatcher's business is like getting off like to a hit and it's doing really well. But all I can say is that really, Kim, we're starting to take legal action now, love, because this is this is bordering on um, copyright. Yeah, Uh, this is intellectual property of mine and Emma's. We were here shipping everyone and matchmaking. You don't get to come and step on our patch and not blim and pay us or come on to the team. Like, come on, Kim. I mean, let's, let's just join forces. I mean, that's... Exactly. It's only We've fair. We've been more than amicable, Emma. We've been more than amicable. We've offered her chance after chance to come on board with A20 Harmony and she still hasn't. Still hasn't. I'm shocked. And I think she needs our eye because clearly, although Kim is great at setting people up, She's not very good at looking and reading the room. Most importantly, when the ex of someone who's your friend as well, when some poor person is sat drinking by themselves, you've set up her ex-spouse right in front of her. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's gave them a list of date ideas and, well, they're going to do them just to prove Kim wrong. <laughs> No, we know why you're going there. You fancy yeah, like, each other. Uh, I was like eye rolling so hard that I thought I was going to go blind. Like, <laughs> honestly, when she, she went, when Ash was like, oh, let's do it to prove her wrong. Ash, stick your tongue back in your mouth. We can see you salivating. You and Peter have been desperate to rip each other's clothes off, even when you were in a relationship. Can I just say as well, loving Peter's choice and like partners, he goes with everyone who cheats. Yes. I mean, I, that's a that's a match made in heaven to me. You know, normally when I'm picking a spouse, it's not someone who can be trusted. It's someone who can't be. It's <laughs> someone who either lies or cheats. Well, he's on the right place on the square, to be fair. I mean, yes, isn't he? has to have Ruby, yeah. I know, that one is a surprise. Peter's out having a lovely time uh, in a boat with Ash, while Lauren's in the ashes over in, in New Zealand as her house burnt down and, well... Peter didn't just, help at all, did he? I just got these images of Lauren being like covered in suit and stuff. Going, <laughs> oh, just get the dust off us. Uh, you know, like, 
come on, come on, Louis, get that fire going because, you know, it's going to be a cold night tonight. You know, no more fires. No, no more fires. <laughs> fire in the disco. Fire in the gates of hell. Yeah, love how long. Pete has, I've got to do everything and anything to help. Love how long that lasted. Five minutes. Five minutes. And as soon as he was like, well, I'm bored now. Maybe I'll go and try it on with someone who's in a relationship. That's what he did, Peter. Me and Emma, we'll never forgive you. We'll never forget. Oh, well, that's just, that should be our new slogan along with hot men will do. <laughs> yeah, hot men will do. Only the honest men, though. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Lauren living? <laughs> yeah, what is she doing to call him? Is she using like... Is she using like, um, you know, like fire signals? Is she making like smoke signals? <laughs> it's like, help! Sending letters by pigeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's like, right, I've attached a letter to a kangaroo. I'm hoping it gets there in time. Do they have kangaroos in New Zealand? I hope they do. <laughs> what is she doing? Like, she attached like a little alligator to like a, an envelope and be like, now swim. I just sent it off. <laughs> no one cares. No, no one, one? Even Max was just like, feeling sorry for myself. I'll wander off into the night. Well, he's still like, walking there. He's, he'll be there he's soon. Time. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's taking the scenic route. Yeah, of course, of course. As you do, as you do. Why get an aeroplane there when you can walk through the sea? Um, I, just, I, just love, I just love the idea that like poor Lawrence just sat out in the wilderness like, He'll be here soon, Louis. Why am I getting, like, <laughs> shipwrecked vibes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just there on a little island. <laughs> she's on that dodgy island where it's just nothing but snakes. Like, she's just like, he'll be here soon. Don't worry, Louis, just keep, keep hitting the snakes. <laughs> Don't fall asleep, it's your turn to watch. <laughs> I can see them getting in a little boat and trying to make their way back. Yeah, yeah like lassoing a bunch of wood together. Yeah. Now, if I know we've lost the house, but this burnt charred wood could come in handy. Just roped it all together. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I just love it. Like, no one worries about her. She could be in the wilderness. Like, she could have nothing. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i really want to see a spin-off with lauren doing all that that would be great <laughs> lauren just being like <laughs> wild child and like looking after a child like as if it's like tarzan or something you know they have to wear like little leaf loincloths and stuff <laughs> <laughs> we lost everything in the house but lauren there's a shop just down the road you could buy clothes <laughs> <laughs> imagine it's like one of those films where she'll be in the middle of like the woods or something yeah yeah in the middle of nowhere but then actually if she just walked out of the woods she'll <laughs> find that there's an entire village civilization <laughs> there's a pride mark in front of her like yeah i just i would love that love that for her i just i love why she's struggling in god knows whatever wilderness in new zealand she's struggling off there but Peter's also struggling in his own wilderness. The wilderness of Hyde Park. <laughs> I mean, you know, it must be terrible. It must be terrible. When you cheat and lie and don't provide for your child, that doesn't matter. Because he has a terrible, difficult life, you know. You know, his brother killed his twin. <laughs> He's trying. 
He's, well, I mean, he's trying. He is trying. He covers his boobs when Suki walks in. <laughs> that was so weird. He's <laughs> like, oh my God. It's like, Pia, the whole square saw you nude. Like everyone, when you fell over and, you know, you broke your neck, but you were fine, like, the day later, you know, that time. <laughs> your, like, family jewels, your private areas, your most sacred spots, whatever you call them, they were on display for everyone to see. And everyone from Shrimpy well, to Suki. Suki's to definitely everyone. already seen it. So. I mean, she has already seen it. She's, she's seen them up close and personal. <laughs> so he runs off because he's uh, a bit scared of Suki. Uh, so Ash naturally goes and confines in Kim about that happening. While Peter goes and sees Suki to make sure, you know, she keeps her mouth quiet. Doesn't want her running any truths over to Ash about what happened between them two. Because, you know, he wants but to make it work. Doesn't he hate liars? He does. Interesting that, isn't it? It is interesting. And, well, Suki says an interesting line, speaking of interesting... Um, she doesn't want to tell Ash about what happened between them because her children's happiness is her priority. (laughs) (laughs) Tell that to Jags. Yeah. Jags languishing in the jail, just crying (laughs) himself to sleep. (laughs) Like, yeah, her children's happiness is her priority. Well, all our children except Jags. Free the Jaguar! So the longest drug deal of all time continues and serial killer Lucas has been offered a new life in our hometown of Newcastle. I was like, "Uh, hey, (laughs) why is Newcastle always a place that people get banished to? I was like, if it's Newcastle underline, that's fine because I've never really been there and I'm not sure what it's like. But (laughs) Newcastle upon Tyne is not a place that you just banish your unwanted. I was like, hang on. So you're saying you don't want the serial killer, so we'll have him. Yeah, we'll have him. Also, I find it very difficult to believe that the only garden centre offering a job is in Newcastle. And which one? Is it Dobby's? I know. I was thinking that. I was like, is it um, that really big one, the nice one? What's it called that my grandma loves? Oh, I know which one you mean. You know which one I mean? Uh Because it's like, It's it's... it's all open kind of thing, yeah. and it's really cool. Eee. It's like out the way. Yes, it is out the way. <laughs> Maybe I'm not trying to put this together as like a puzzle. Um, I know which one it is because uh, we got a plant from there recently. Eee, I'm going to get killed off Grandma for not remembering its name. Oh, it's going to come to it after this, isn't it? I know it is. It is. I'm going to turn off this, this recording, and I'll be like, ah, oh, it was there. Is it start with an N? It normally has a good Christmas range. <laughs> yes, excellent Christmas range. <laughs> yeah, I bought like a little windmill thing from there as well. And yeah, I just can't remember it. <laughs> e, nah, that's terrible. Anyway, yeah, which garden centre is it? We need to know. Is it, you know, your garden standard being q Yes. Is it... Your more up-arranged ones, like me now, I can't remember its name, but we know it's there. <laughs> we know it's there. I've been to it. I've seen it. I've been got vouchers for it. Can't remember its name. <laughs> I was just like, sorry, why is it that there's no other employment anywhere in the whole country? I know they're struggling at the minute, but come on. 
The only employment is a garden centre in Newcastle. Lucas's parole officer doing her absolute flipping upstanding duty, isn't she, Emma? She's almost as good as that policewoman who somehow has solved the case of someone pushing Ruby down the stairs and never pushed Ruby down the stairs. She's almost as good as her because she's been able, right, to find him a job all the way up in Newcastle, got him some accommodation, even oh, though yes. Lucas already has accommodation, is living on the square and has been breaking his parole this entire time. <laughs> Give that woman a raise. <laughs> so, we left off the other week with uh, Chelsea threatening Jack about, do you want your job known about you being part of an international drug ring? And, well, he did. So he goes and tells Denise that Chelsea came onto him and he has told the police everything. No, what he says is beautiful, Emma. Sorry, I, did I just butcher his love language? Yeah, you're butchered it a little, Emma, there, because he says, first, he realised he couldn't report the full thing, because if he did, he knew he'd be in more trouble for reporting it. But that's not why he's here, Denise. Because Chelsea, first she came and threatened him, threatened his job, threatened his career, Emma. And then she tried it on. She offered herself up to him on a plate. And then blackmailed him. I mean, a little bit dramatic, Jack. <laughs> a little bit dramatic. All she did was point out the obvious facts. That if you reported them, you were complicit. <laughs> and I know that you're going to have loved this scene too. So oh, yes. after this, Denise wants to go and confront Chelsea. And she goes and does that in an empty salon because, you know, they never have customers. <laughs> And Emma, no one's at work. The line. The line. It's a bit quiet. In yeah, here. Every I loved day it. Is quiet, Chelsea. I loved it. <laughs> I knew as soon as it came on, I was like, oh, God, I was going to love it. <laughs> I died. I was bowled over laughing. And then the next thing is that just got me absolutely, it destroyed me. Like, I couldn't stop laughing. Denise has sat there in the dark like some <laughs> gangster's mob. Like, she's like there like this. Been waiting for you, Chelsea. <laughs> All of Chelsea's lines are just coming out where she's like, I take it I'm not here for a free trim. Chelsea, this place is empty. You've said it yourself. They can't afford to give away free trims. <laughs> You're paying full price. <laughs> yeah. Full price, love. Remember, you promised to be an influencer and help them get some more business. Well, that went well. Either. <laughs> That's going really well. I'd love as well, like you said, like earlier on in this podcast, Denise doesn't just go and confront Chelsea first. She actually goes and speaks to Lucas. And oh, it's yeah. like, you're brought us out of control. <laughs> Sorry, are we parenting like normal human beings? Firstly, you've not seen Chelsea for a very long time, Denise. And secondly, her dad's a serial killer. But Denise is terrified of Lucas. Absolutely terrified. So naturally, you go and um, meet up for private conversations quite often. I mean, clearly. Sometimes we're all one round because it'll be around the flat. Yeah. And do you know what's really striking in all of this drama, right? It's Chelsea's actually in the right. That's what's crazy about this. <laughs> Chelsea is in the moral and ethical right right now. That's like a different universe to me. Because <laughs> Jack is like, she almost cost me my job. She risks losing my job, threatened to get me, you know, in trouble, jailed even. 
no, Jack, you did that all by yourself by getting involved. Secondly, all Chelsea said was, probably wouldn't report us because you'll be in trouble. That's point out the facts, Jack. And just to finish you off, Jack, um, she's not the one who's sabotaging abuse cases. That would be you. That would be you. And then to go on to Denise, who, by the way, I adore, but in this case is completely wrong. She confronts her daughter and is like, you know, look what you're doing. You're going around, you're out of control, going seducing Jack, threatening Jack. And Charlie points out, well, I'm just cleaning up the mess that you caused. Because by telling Jack, you've caused a problem. Which is true. Caleb will murder you all. He will kill all of you. But I did agree with Denise when she said, well, you got us into all this mess. Because she did. I mean, yeah, true. She saw him across that dance floor, didn't she? And thought, that's the drug dealer that I want to be involved in. <laughs> I want to I wanna have whatever he's selling. <laughs> oh. I mean, you are right. Like, Denise is right to say that this is Chelsea's fault. But at the same time, she's wrong to have gotten Jack involved. Like, Chelsea was in a panic and just trying to stop Caleb from murdering them all. Because <laughs> you know that someone who is that criminal and that high up he would have Jack taken out. He would have Denise, Raymond, Chelsea, all of them taken out. Where was Jack when Denise got kidnapped? Oh, that's right. Nowhere. <laughs> his his great, you know, triumphing chivalry didn't help there, did it? No, it got them in more trouble. He automatically blamed Lucas for that, didn't he? Exactly. He was willing to torture Lucas to death. Do you remember that? He was yeah. like, I'll make him talk. Suddenly Jack's like a torturer <laughs> from hell. Professional torturer. <laughs> like... I'll make him talk. <laughs> Have you know I spent a stint in hell once? I know how to make people squeal. Like, it's like, who are you? And like, this is the thing. Jack is like, I've got to do this. I'm an upstanding copper. Jack, you're corrupt as they come. Yeah. You are. We love you for it, but you are. You are resident corrupt copper. And in events that... You didn't expect to see. Hmm. Um, well, Lucas had to get his dry cleaning done. And Karen has no idea who he is. <laughs> how? How is everyone on the square? Surely if you move into somewhere and you're friends with Denise, you would have heard about the fact that her ex, who's called Lucas, was a murderer. Uh, she doesn't know who he is and she does all that. And then... Um, Mitch shows Denise the photo and she's like oh my god and then he comes in like that's Denise's ex now if Denise has mentioned him you would do a Google you would know you would have a little showed you a picture or something surely and if she hasn't you would do a quick Google so you would be able to put two and two together surely exactly this is the day and age of iPhones and smartphones come on Come on, people. I absolutely love Lucas as a character. and Yeah, I really do as well. The way he's played is so good that when he was talking to Karen and when they were shouting at him, you still felt sorry for him. That's how good he is. Yeah, he's very talented at making you forget what he is. Yeah. Like, do you remember when he said he's very charming? He He's very good at getting you to think how, you, uh, how he wants you to think. And, like, that was such a very clever line because, actually, as the audience, we have felt like that. Lucas has manipulated us from time to time mm-hmm. to forget, just momentarily forgetting 
what kind of a human being he is. So after his date with Karen goes badly, Lucas turns his attention to going to see Caleb. Well, I mean, after a night of blaming Chelsea and telling her not to judge him, of course that's what you do. <laughs> so in a theory, as Emma says, he storms off to lie um, to get a job with uh, Caleb, apparently. He loves a good gap in the CV, does Caleb? Oh, he does. He loves a good gap. He loves a good gap. And you don't need to fill that in with anything. You don't need to make up any garbage. You don't need to pretend you were, you know, I don't know, volunteering to build houses for someone. Like, you don't need to do any of that. You just need to say it was a gap. And that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> he knows what that's called for. And hates yap for it. <laughs> I just li- I'm living for the fact that for both his fake job interview and his date with Karen, he used Jordan's name, uh-huh. like his dead son's name, as if he's not had enough disrespect. That poor child has now been used to get a criminal job and also a date. <laughs> like, look at Caleb. He knows straight away. He's like, you're using Jordan's name, but you're Lucas. Karen. He looks the double of that guy Denise uh, <laughs> talking about, but no, he's called Jordan. It can't be him. <laughs> can't be him. Possibly him. Can't even possibly be him. Oh, his son Come was on, called what, Jordan, what universe though. murderers lie? <laughs> I mean, I love this whole scene with Caleb as well, because, again, it's like what you were saying earlier. It's really interesting the way it's testament to how good of an actor he is and how interesting of a character he is, because he's able to instantly switch from that Lucas, who you feel sorry for a bit, to Lucas, who is very dangerous to be in a room with, because he instantly grabs the chair as soon as, like, <laughs> as soon as Caleb mentions his daughter's name, he's like, oh, like, <laughs> also, I do love for the fact that Caleb is so confident that his men can get in there in time enough to kill Lucas. Yeah, that's some confidence. I'm not sure that's some confidence. I did love when yeah. he says about um, he wanted to meet his daughter's boyfriend and Caleb's so <laughs> confused by that and he's like, is that what she told you? He's like, I didn't know we were at that stage. I was hoping that he would be like, I'm not a boyfriend, I'm a husband. Like, I really wanted a Maury moment, like a Jerry Springer moment. You know, suddenly, like, Chelsea comes storming out going, he's my husband! <laughs> <laughs> drama it's like a telenovela it's like this drug deal has been going on for so long and caleb is like such a a quirky interesting villain like lucas is really in depth um and i love that like he comes away from caleb's like moment where caleb's puts doubt into his head about how much of a victim chelsea is um he he obviously lets lucas know that like actually his daughter didn't just shack up with him because she fancied him across a nightclub. She fancied the lifestyle. She enjoyed the money. She didn't really care where it came from. And maybe Lucas should go and have a word with her before he comes around. And I was like, ooh. Because he does put a little bit of doubt in Lucas's head, doesn't he? He does. And Lucas decides to take her to church. Take her to church! <laughs> he takes her there right and she's um sat and he uh, him and her have this beautiful moment where actually he says to her it's too late for him he can repent all he wants but 
what is done is ultimately done. He has committed an action that that can't go back on. He just has to ask for forgiveness. But Chelsea has not gone too far down that road yet. She can come back. She can repent. But actually, it was a very beautiful moment, poignant moment for Chelsea to then start saying the Lord's Prayer alongside Lucas. Because it made you actually think, for the first time in a very long time, Chelsea does feel a little bit of something. She is moved by Lucas's appeal to her. Like, she's not just saying these words. But there we go from that beautiful, poignant moment. <laughs> Lucas is praying by himself. <laughs> and who should come up behind him? My favourite thing about this pick other winner in this scene is he comes in with a great line. He goes, I come here by myself sometimes too. I should hope so. You're the priest. <laughs> You work here. You work here. That's like flipping turn up to like you know a job in Sainsbury's or uh, another real retail shop and being like, I sometimes come here. Well, yeah, you're on shift. (laughs) This week's slapping Dan goes to the Walford Police. They are terrible. They do not do their job. They're terrible. They're literally going to take Ruby's word for it and charge Stacey. A tiny piece of dodgy CCTV footage does not that does not show Stacey pushing her. It shows her turning around very quickly and her arm being close. It does not show her going, huh, and like two-handedly shoving Ruby down the stairs. It shows nothing of the sort. Yet somehow that, the CPS, is signed off on that. That's perfect. Yet that's evidence. Evidence enough to lock this woman up. I don't think so. I don't think so. And all this while they've got Lucas out. <laughs> About. Yeah, Lucas is out. Jack's committing, you know, crimes of his own because he's breaking confidentiality laws and, oh, and yes. other other regulations in the police force. There's been Phil Mitchell, notorious gangland criminal. <laughs> like no one, no one else breaks the law. <laughs> but Stacey. Our hero this week is Jean, and it's because she was ready to take down. Ruby and Martin, and spoke E20's words. Living for that, Jean. As Jean is our hero of the week, we will be rating out of jeans. And we're going to give this week four jeans. Oh, it had to be four, because I know what you're thinking. I'm crazy. It wasn't a massive week. There wasn't huge bombshells dropped here or there. But bear with me. This week gave me and I so much material. This week had us laughing, crying, screaming. We were doing our best fake hatred of Ruby. Like, we lived it all. We had every bit of drama that we oh, needed. We did. We had so much, like, felt catered to us. It was wonderful. I know. <laughs> the, the woman police officer, clearly this footage shows that you've pushed her. Come on. That's us. That's like terribly for us to rip apart. Someone knew they were writing that for us. <laughs> now it's time to play What's Your Angle? Inspired, of course, by the terrible police footage, the CCTV cameras and, and all the other mishaps that happened this week that somehow have proven that Stacey is guilty of committing crimes she didn't actually commit. So, the game is simple. I'm going to send a picture and... Emma has to tell me, what does that picture show? Or who? I wanted to say, was I have created this physically, it's Emma's brainchild. <laughs> Emma sent me a WhatsApp saying, game, I want one to do with blurred images or something like that, <laughs> where 
it, you know, we have to try and figure out what's going on in the image. I was like, I'm here for that, living for it. I'll make it, made it. So, without further ado, it's going to be so good. Here's your first one. Okay. Can you tell me, Emma, who's in this image? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll describe the image for our audience. It is a pixelated <laughs> ginger person with like lots of barcode kind of scrambledness to it, wearing a silver and pink outfit. Why does that not look like Bianca though? <laughs> is that like <laughs> why does it look like I'll tell you that's an because that's not Bianca. I know <laughs> yeah, there's it Ricky. Oh, it's Bill- actually Billy. Billy's face. I was going to say Ricky or Billy. Look, yeah. I sent you the real image. I was going to say, I was like, it's Ricky or Billy and I couldn't, yes, I was like, <laughs> Billy. <laughs> well done, Emma. I was like, I've got to make this as good as I can. I love that you were like, why does this not look like Bianca? Because <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's your second image, Emma. This image is quite disturbing. So hold on to your hats. Okay. Your pink hats. Who is in this image? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) For for the audience. For the audience. (laughs) Emma's dead. For the audience, um, I will visually describe what Emma is saying. It is an image of a human in a pink hat, but their face has been so distorted, it's become a swirl. Um... And they're wearing a kind of fluffy coat. Oh, it's not Tina Carter, but it's the woman who pretended to be Tina Carter. Correct. Oh, <laughs> my God. I can't believe I got that right. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, Emma. Can you tell me what is happening in this photograph? Well, that is our dear friends and Babe and Sylvie having a bit of a fight. <laughs> That's true. Although it looks like they're hugging. It does. In fact, Sylvie's biting that babe. And if I had not cropped off the top, you would have seen that babe's face of anguish. <laughs> <laughs> These are the way it gets hard. Okay. So I have either zoomed in or cropped out most of the image so you can only see maybe one person or their face or something. And you have to tell me what exactly is going on in that scene. Oh, so, what exactly is going on in this scene? Hope you all enjoyed the fireworks. Good night. Correct. I loved it because I just cropped an image of Peggy smiling. <laughs> <laughs> so it could have been for anything. <laughs> Only a true obsessive would know. Now, Emma, this is a very difficult one because it's coming in the end. What image? What is happening in this image? This is with Chrissy, Sam and Zoe when they all teamed up against Den. And that's a very, very yes! blurred picture of Sam Mitchell. <laughs> yes! Yes! It's really blurred. It's really blurred. And it's just Sam's face. <laughs> and actually, right, like, they, Emma just got it bang on. It's when Sam comes through, it's like at the doors and Chrissy and Zoe are like wrestling Den. <laughs> He's like a duck, Chrissy. <laughs> What an epic episode that was. Love that one. On to your final one, Emma. And this one is a tricky one. Can you tell me whose feet are in this image? Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
You can zoom in, you can check out how dirty they are. They are very dirty feet. <laughs> very dirty. Oh, um, very. That's the Mitchells. Yeah. That's their stairs. Uh-huh. His feet. <laughs> Come on, Emma. You've got to offend someone. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to say Keanu. Oh, very close. But actually... Don't say it's Louise. It's I, oh, Sharon, fine. I was going to say Louise it's the same Sharon one. Feet. You know what? I was like, it could be Sharon. And I was like, I saw how dirty the feet were when I zoomed in. And I was like, <laughs> Sharon would let, let her feet go to that state. Sharon would never. <laughs> well, actually, it's very funny you should say this. Because it's actually... Keanu and Sharon's affair and when they went up the stairs, right? And do you know what happened? It created a whole social media store where I was like, how dirty is her feet? (laughs) And everyone was like really obsessed with it. (laughs) This week's episode is sponsored by Ruby's Movie Maker. Do you have some pesky CCTV footage that you can't let someone see? Well, don't you worry, because Ruby's Movie Maker will chop and change all of that for you and make sure that all those moments that you need to prove the guilt of someone who's not guilty is there. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night.